Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer, a podcast series where our experts discuss the latest market developments and put the headlines in perspective to set you up for the coming day. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. My name is Helen Freer. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Roman Canziani, the head of investment writing, and Menzo Pocinzi, our head of technical analysis. So let's begin with a roundup of the latest market news provided for us today by Roman. Over to you, Roman. Uh, yes, good morning, everybody. Well, it's a new week, but the main topics remain the ones we're used to. It's all about inflation, recession fears, COVID, to talk about how much central banks will ra- raise rates and politics. With regard to the latter, finance chiefs from the world's biggest economies have lined up over the weekend at their gathering um, in Bali to blame Russia for the global inflation wave and the sharply deteriorating growth outlook. Yet the focus on Russia as the source of global inflationary woes didn't translate into much actionable agreement, with US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's pitch for an oil price cap gaining little to no traction. Oil is trading at a tad higher again this morning following the news, but probably mainly due to US President Joe Biden wrapping up his landmark visit to the Middle East without a firm commitment from key producer Saudi Arabia to boost crude supplies. Brent has climbed above the 100 US dollar mark again and is trading around 102 US dollars per barrel this morning. Political actionism is also front and centre in the UK, where the fight for the succession of Boris Johnson as PM and leader of the Conservative Party is in full swing. Current Foreign Secretary Liz Truss suggested to change the central bank's mandate to stamp out the kingdom's fastest inflation for decades. She used the Bank of Japan as her role model, which is slightly worrying if one recalls that deflation has actually capped economic growth for much of the past 30 years there. Talking about Asia and the Pacific region, new data overnight has shown that New Zealand's inflation has accelerated in the second quarter of the year to a new 32-year high, fueling bets that the central bank will need to continue hiking rates aggressively. And in China, COVID cases remain elevated, with Shanghai rolling out mass testing in nine districts as the financial hub seeks to stamp out infections while the gaming paradise of Macau extended its lockdown. Nevertheless, while Japan is closed for a public holiday, the rest of Asia is trading higher into the week, led by Chinese technology firms and promises by Chinese authorities to better up on economic support, both helping sentiment. A gauge of Asia-Pacific ex-Japan shares has added more than 1% today, taking the lead from uh, the Wall Street rally from Friday too, where the S&P 500 index ended the day 1.9% higher. Financials, healthcare and telecom uh, were the outperforming sectors there. In fixed income, there is no cash trading of US Treasuries currently as Japan is shot, but yields dropped a bit further during the US trading session on Friday, with two-year Treasuries down one basis point and 10 years down four basis points, now trading at 291. The dollar is slightly weaker this morning for the second day in a row, as bets on a 1% interest rate hike by the Federal Reserve next week have been trimmed further. While Europe is slowly leaving for a well-deserved holiday break, the reporting season in the US is getting on its way seriously this week. Among the companies set to report today are Bank of America, Goldman Sachs and IBM. 
Especially the two big banks are in the spotlight after both JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley missed to live up to expectations last week. And finally, a look at the scoreboard this morning suggests that stocks will trade a bit higher across Europe this morning. That's it from me. Back to you, Helen. Thank you very much, Roman. Menzo, we're interested to get your latest thoughts now from a technical perspective. Yes, good morning. This is Mansour. Uh, from a technical point of view, when we look at the U.S. equity market, we see here a stabilization. So we see that the Nasdaq 100 has broken its downtrend from April. So we are expecting here a consolidation. That's why we are upgrading our rating to neutral, expecting here some consolidation in prices. What is needed for a sustainable recovery in the second half of the year? Basically, for us, it's still unchanged. We would here require a broad-based rally which would uh, confirm that investors have a uh, large demand for equities. Uh, but for the time being, we are upgrading to neutral and watching here for more evidence for an improvement. We have heard it before, uh, investors are focused on inflation. But when we look at market prices, so when we look, for example, at commodities excluding energy, uh, you would be surprised to know that uh, they are actually down year to date. So they have given not only back all their gains in February, March, but they are down year to date. And uh, you have seen last week, uh, for example, gold uh, completed a five week streak of selling or declines. Um, gold has broken major support at 1,227 US dollar and is now at risk to decline towards 1,620, 1,510. So here we are seeing broad-based uh, selling in the commodity space, uh, even precious metals. The only missing part, of course, is uh, energy, crude oil. So here in crude oil, we are watching support levels, but we think the odds are still on the downside. So here we are watching for decline below 96, 99 US dollar to confirm here a medium term top. So this brings us to US interest rates. Of course, everyone is talking about higher inflation, higher interest rates. But here as well, interest rates uh, have peaked since May and are moving sideways. So when we look here at the 10-year Treasury yield, we are seeing a major support level at 275. If 275 were to break, then we'll confirm here similarly to commodities that we have probably seen the peak for the year and U.S. interest rates would be headed towards uh, 230, 250. That's all from our side. Back to you. Thank you very much, Menzo. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. I wish you all a great day and I hope that you'll join us again tomorrow. Bye for now. You have been listening to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people or our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbear.com. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation, or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives, or other products, or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. 
please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.